Hello. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, today, the sermon, we're going to talk about thankfulness. And uh, I know we're told to be thankful all the time. Uh, but uh, the question I want to think about uh, is, and just think about it in your head is, is God fair? Right? Because sometimes you look and you think, that person has a lot more stuff to be thankful than I do. You know, why is everyone telling me to be thankful? And that kind of thing. So I don't know if you've ever done that when you looked at your life and you thought, uh, you look at your life and you look at someone else's life and you think, it's kind of not fair. It doesn't seem fair, right? And so how am I supposed to be thankful or why is everyone telling me thankful when look at what's going on in that person's life? So that's the kind of the topic of today's sermon. So I went through this phase in 2019. And uh, it made me, in 2020, stop doing as much stuff on social media. Because it really actually, I saw it, it actually affected me. Like, emotionally, it was affecting me. So, in 2019, I kept doing this thing. I kept comparing myself to other people. And I was feeling miserable. And I was like, what is going on? Like, because I always warned the youth students not to do this. But it was actually happening to me. And I was like, I thought I'm above this, but it wasn't. So, I was seeing other people's vacations or restaurants they're going to or their houses. A lot of it was just celebrities and athletes I was following and I was just looking at their lives. And then it started to affect me, right? And then I looked at what's going on in their life, in my life. I said, that's not fair, right? So uh, they do these studies and uh, with students, uh, teenagers, and it's, it's showing that, yeah, when they're on social media too much, it gives them anxiety, uh, stresses them out. It can lead to depression. They actually get affected by the number of likes they get and stuff. So uh, I always tell them, hey, remember, you know, that's not uh, all true, right? Because they're uh, Photoshop and stuff. Don't get affected by that, right? But then I was, yeah, it was really messing with me. So I don't know, uh, uh, for the guy version, I know there's the girl version, for the guy version, um, another thing I would do is uh, a lot of times I would follow a lot of workout guys Right? And then uh, you would see their workouts and, oh, look how much weight they lifted. And then uh, later, there's this, I know this is a weird guy thing, but there was this thing they found out of, uh, there's arguments of uh, f- some Instagram guys were using fake weights. Right? They, were, they weren't real weights, and they were lifting heavy weights. And it was really, uh, it was really dumb, like, um, t- just to remember, hey, okay, it's not all real. Right? Why am I, their lives aren't all perfect. Why am I uh, getting so miserable about this? All right, so today's sermon we're looking at is God fair. So the parable is from Matthew 20, 1 through 16, and it's the parable of the workers in the vineyard. And uh, I'll read it for you. It goes like this. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire men to work in his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a dinar for the day and sent them into the vineyard. So dinar is a day's wages. About the third hour, he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, you also go and work in my vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. He went out again at the sixth hour and the ninth hour and did the same thing. About the eleventh hour, he went out and found still others standing around. He asked them, why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing? Because no one has hired us, they answered. He said to them, you also go and work in my vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and going on to the first. 
When the workers who were hired about the 11th hour came and each received a dinar, so when those who came who were hired first, they expected to receive more, but each one of them also received a dinar. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. These men who were hired last worked only one hour, they said, and you have made them equal to us who have been born the burden of work and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, friend, I am not being unfair to you. Didn't you agree to work for a dinar? Take your pay and go. I want to give the man who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last. All right, so if you look at this story, it's an interesting story because it's a little confusing, right? Because if you look at this story from just a businessman's perspective, this doesn't make sense, right? To pay the people who worked 12 hours the same as the people who work one hour, you can't do that, right? You're gonna go bankrupt, right? So back then, uh, the day laborers, they're uh, very like low levels of society. And then uh, in Jesus' time, they got paid a day's wages for working from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. So they would work for 12 hours. And then when he says he went out at the third hour, sixth hour, ninth hour, that means he went out at 9 a.m., 12, 3 p.m., and then 5 p.m. And then he got those workers and he paid them all the same. So the person who worked 12 hours and one hour, he paid them the same, right? So the question is, was the landowner fair or unfair here? And the reason this parable is so uh, memorable is because it's not clear, right? It's kind of, you could see it either way. One way you could say, totally not fair, right? Work 12 hours, one hour. And then the other side, you could say, hey, it's up to the landowner. He's being extra generous, so who cares? It's his money, right? So there's a lot of symbols here uh, for us spiritually, right? Spiritually, there's a symbol uh, all these people in this parable are, are a symbol of somebody else. So the owner is God. The vineyard is always a theme in the Old Testament for people of God. The workers are Christians. And uh, doing the work in the vineyard is doing the work of the kingdom of God, right? Serving others, doing ministry, stuff like that. And in this story, we see the generosity of the owner, right? He pays the late people more than he does, uh, the same as the people who work the full day. But at the end, you're left with this little weird feeling, right? Because there's this feeling of, ah, but don't they deserve more, the, the people who worked all day, right? So, uh, but the owner just says at the end, hey, are you mad because I'm extra generous? And you could see f- from the people's response, yes, they are mad, right? They are pissed off at the generosity of the owner, right? So back to that question, you know, is God fair or unfair? And then, I don't know if you've ever uh, had that feeling in your life where uh, you're going through a tough time in your life and then you're just like, ah, God's not fair, right? I deserve more. I don't deserve this. I'm going through this. So one of the big reasons I had to give up social media in 2019 was uh, I couldn't enjoy my lunch. I got to the point where I couldn't enjoy my lunch. That's when I knew this is a problem. So I would usually, uh, uh, yeah, two years ago, I would open up my lunch. I'd go open up my social media, and then I would look at other people's lunches, right? And I would get mad at my lunch, all right? So I don't think he's in here, but it was 
mainly Kevin Moon. I don't know if you guys know Kevin Moon. He ate these awesome lunches every day, and then I would get mad. I couldn't enjoy my lunch. That's when I knew, okay, this is too much. I'm, I'm on this thing too much, all right? So I was, I was doing that, oh, it's not fair thing, right? It's not fair. Why am I eating this turkey sandwich, and he's eating this, right? It was so dumb, right? So is God fair or unfair? The answer from the story is God is unfair. Right? He's not fair. Right? He doesn't treat us as our sins deserve. Right? There's nothing we can do to make God owe us anything. Right? So uh, Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Right? So the problem of the people who got angry was, they forgot we're all in need of God's grace. It's all by God's generosity that we get saved, right? So he doesn't treat us as our sins deserve. None of us live uh, perfect lives, right? I love what this one quote, A.W. tells her, God knows the wor- worst parts of you and still loves you the most, right? So I always ask the youth kids this question, do good people get into heaven or forget? Oh, yeah. No, yeah, do good people get into heaven? And then I ask him and then, there's mixed response, and I say, no, good people don't get into heaven, forgiven people do, all right, people who confess their sins and repent of their sin, all right, so one of the biggest things in all these years of ministry, one of the biggest obstacles I see from people becoming Christian isn't the thing of they're thinking, oh, I'm too much of a sinner, God won't forgive me, it's the opposite, actually, it's the feeling of, hey, I'm a good person, right, I'm fine, right, I didn't do anything wrong, I don't, that's, I don't need forgiveness, so I've been watching a lot of these reality shows, uh, these Korean reality shows. And then it's funny how uh, there's this one um, uh, yeah, show, it's these Korean comedian couples, right? They're husband and wife. They're both comedians. And they just show their real life, like reality show. And then there was this one guy two weeks ago, he was treating his wife really badly, right? And then... Uh, last week's show, he came on and he just, uh, like, and the internet went crazy and was just saying how horrible guy he was. And he said, in this last week's episode, he just said, I didn't realize it. Right? Until I saw it on video, on the TV, I didn't realize I was treating my wife like that. Right? So a lot of people, right, we just think, oh, I'm just a good person. Right? I'm fine. Right? I don't need uh, forgiveness. For me, my moment came, uh, the last time I really felt this, like conviction of, oh man, maybe I'm not a good person, was uh, uh, last summer I got married, and then, um, you know, the wedding gifts start coming in, right, from your family and friends, and then I was kind of, you know, not officially, but just in my head, I was just keeping a tally in my head, right, just a little comparing, just wondering, right, so at the beginning, seeing what my friends and family got us, and then what my wife's family's friends Got her, and then it was okay at the first, but then it just started going like this, right? And my, my wife's friends and families kept sending presents, and I was like, and it was, the gap was so huge that it was to the point where I really questioned myself, and I was like, am I a good person? <laughs> how, am I, how have I been treating people? Have I been, like, have I been a good friend? I don't think I've, I've been a good friend, right? Because you see, this is it was just a huge gap. It was really bad. All right, so that was the conviction came that last summer, right? So we've all done things, right, that uh, did not uh, measure up to God's standard, God's teaching. So we've all done things. Um, so we're, none of us are perfect. So we all need to repent of our sins. So we're all in need of God's grace, all right? So 
That's the uh, first main point of this parable is, hey, we're all just saved by grace. It's all by the owner's generosity we're saved. But then there's the second point, and this is the weird thing that kind of bothers you and makes you wonder about this uh, parable is, can, uh, especially I struggle with this, can we be happy when good things happen to other people, right? So that's the thing, those vineyard workers at the beginning, they couldn't be happy, right? Those other people, uh, the late workers got a generous gift, extra pay, and they couldn't be happy. And that's a big question. Like, if, for me, I really struggle with this a lot. Can I be genuinely happy when good things happen to other people, not me, right? Because, uh, uh, yeah, that's usually when I start thinking those thoughts of, oh, God, it's not fair, and I deserve this. Why are they getting that? I remember I, uh, I really struggle this a lot because I have a little brother, and ever since we were little, we, I always did this, right? Because I was like, oh, he doesn't deserve that, or he got that. Why didn't I get that? And you have this whole thing. And then there's this opposite thing that also happens is, uh, when you get happy, when bad things happen to other people, right? So there's this German word. I really like German words because they sound funny. It's called Schadenfreude, right? Schadenfreude is when is the word for you're happy when bad things happen to other people, all right? So I really had this with my brother. Uh, I still do this uh, sometimes where uh, you guys ever watch fail videos on YouTube, I get so happy when you see other people fail. So last week I was watching, uh, I know I get to go into these weird trails on YouTube, but last week I was watching Matador fails. It's uh, bullfighters. And then when the bull hits them, it's, ah, it was so satisfying. I don't know why. So how do I change that attitude? So how do you change it? If you're, if you're getting angry when good things happen to other people, or if you're getting too happy when bad things happen to other people. How do you change that, all right? So how we change that is with uh, gratefulness, all right? So I like this quote. It says, be happy with what you have, not discontent with what you don't have, all right? Be happy with what you have, not discontent with what you don't have. Or here's another version of the quote. Be thankful for what's in your hand instead of looking at what's in the other person's hand, all right? That quote was from a Korean drama that I watched, and I really liked it. It really stuck, all right? Be thankful for what's in your hand instead of looking at what's in the other person's hand, all right? So um, you got So how do you be grateful? I know we say it, but how do you be grateful for what you have? First Chronicles 16, 34 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Philippians 4, 6, 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. All right, so uh, for me, the way I learned gratefulness, in, especially in 2019, um, one, I think one big reason I had this issue was uh, 2019, I started teaching high school, uh, and it was, I was having a real tough time. Right? And basically every Sunday afternoon, around Sunday afternoon's time, I was having these like semi-panic attacks where I was just like, I don't want to go to school. I'm not ready. I'm going to mess up again. I'm going to do I was like freaking out a little every Sunday. And then uh, I was like, how do I get over this? Right? Because this is not good. So 
I heard in this sermon, this one pastor recommended a gratitude journal. Right? It's a journal where you just start writing stuff you're thankful for. Right? And uh, I learned later, I guess they use this, uh, psychologists use this for people who have depression. And they've done a lot of studies, people who do gratitude journals, they're just happier. So I started doing that. And I remember every morning before school, I would try to write stuff. And then some days were better than others. I remember the worst days. I couldn't, I had tried, I couldn't find anything to be thankful for. So I remember one, one of the worst days, uh, I just wrote, there was a pencil on my desk. I just wrote, God, I thank you for this pencil, right? Because I couldn't think of anything. I was so, I was in a really bad negative mood. So I said, God, thank you for this pencil. And I was just looking at the pencil, right? It's so nice. It has an eraser. It was just really bad. So, but then when I started doing that, I started to notice my attitude starting to change. And then I stopped having those like crazy panic attack things on Sunday, all right? Because I started thinking more and more about the positive instead of that complaining, that anger, the bitter, the miserable thing, that whole cycle thing. All right, so my encouragement to you for, because uh, uh, I'm looking at, now we're heading into December and we're looking at 2021 and uh, uh, Usually in December, I reflect a lot on this year. What was I supposed to learn from this year? And I tell the youth students to do the same thing. And I saw this quote yesterday online, and this really hit home for me. It said, uh, I thought 2020 would be the year I got everything I wanted. Now I know 2020 is the year I appreciate everything I have. Right? And so this is what I told the youth this morning. Here's the lesson for 2020. Here's what we're going to learn. We're going to learn instead of just asking God for everything we want. It's let's just appreciate everything I have, all right? So uh, in your, I just encourage you, if you're feeling down or out of it or, uh, for 2020, just try a gratitude journal. You just start writing stuff you're thankful for. I remember uh, it's just looking back on this 2020, it's just like little things that I'm so appreciative of. Like just, I really miss chit-chatting with people without a mask just hey how's it going how's the football game? like little things like uh just sitting in a restaurant or going to like little things so my encouragement to you uh is yeah if you're ever feel like god's unfair if you're feeling uh in that negative mindset or that complaining attitude or bitter attitude start that gratitude journal right and like that quote said uh let's be grateful for what we have in our hands instead of looking at what's in the other person's hand. All right, let's pray. Dear God, I just pray uh, for everyone in this room, myself included, 2020, what a crazy year. And as we go into this next year, I just pray, Lord, help us to appreciate everything we have in our hands from the littlest, like pencil to the clothes on our backs, to especially all the relationships and the people around us. Help us to really appreciate the people around us and show appreciation the people around us. And I just pray, Lord, as we go into 2021, that we will learn, take all these lessons uh, that we learned from this year to be thankful for just our lives, our breath, our salvation, uh, just everything uh, that we have in our hands. Help us just to be thankful for everything that we have, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.